Let's give the Lord a hallelujah praise. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Let's give God some praise right wherever you are. He's worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. While we're standing, while the water is stirred, while the spirit of the Lord is moving, I speak of today as none other than my own precious wife and, and first lady of this church. It's just my heart, uh, the hardest working sister that I know. I don't know if I could do this without her. And she's been a little bit under weather this week, but she has been, she's ready to share God's word with us today. So, Sister Sandy, would you just come? Praise God. Oh, boy. My hallelujah belongs to God. The highest praise. Praise God. The, I hear the song that says, The Spirit of the Lord is here. The Spirit of the Lord is here. I feel it in the atmosphere. His power, His love, and all of the praise. And Chucky, thank you for introducing that new song. Ooh, I got to put that to my playlist. Amen, amen. Um, I'm going to try to uh, try to condense this. <laughs> the Spirit of the Lord has been dealing with me on this message for so many weeks. And something about the grace of God. Something about him dealing with you when he speaks to you. It just amazes me. So um, I just get a little emotional. I really do. Um, I honor the Lord and I thank him for another opportunity to be in his presence and to share his word. If you ever wondered what your purpose in life is, you need to go to the Word. Because as believers, our purpose is to be an effective witness for Him. Chucky often reminds us that we are to share the gospel everywhere we go and sometimes use words. Because our life should exemplify that there's a difference in us and somebody want to know what is that difference and then we point them to Jesus Christ the righteous. So my subject this morning, uh, this afternoon is get up, eat some more word for the journey ahead is great. Now just to give you a little background because we're going to go into the book of 1 Kings, the 19th chapter, but I got to give you a little background before I read the, the passage there. God had allowed people to have a king. Now, he is our king. But he said, you know what? You know, I'm going to show them what earthly kings do compared to what I do. And so he allowed them to have kings. Some were good, some not so much. And when they were good, those good kings honored God and always pointed people to God and that was wonderful but there were times when there were wicked kings we speak of one today called King Ahab now I believe his father was King Omri and he was bad enough but the scripture says that Ahab was worse than all of them so King Ahab 
not only being a bad dude, but he, bad, he, he married a bad woman, uh, Queen Jezebel. And Jezebel was an idolatrous worshiper. She worshiped Baal. And what she not only worshiped Baal, but she was having the prophets of God killed. She was a, she was a witch. She was something else. And so what happened was, God said, uh, Ahab, I want you to go and tell King Ahaz that um, I'm not Ahab, that I'm not going to let it rain, and I'm not even going to let the dew come up from the ground. Now, we all know, if we look back in Genesis, before there was rain, there was dew. And it watered the vegetation and gave life. But God said, I'm not even going to let the dew come up from the ground. I'm not going to let there be any moisture, and it's going to cause such a famine that these folks are going to be upset. They were upset at Ahab because he was the messenger. And we always say, don't shoot the messenger. Just take the message. So one thing was the famine. We had talked about Jezebel having all of these prophets of God killed. Then the other thing, and even when Jezebel was having the prophets of God killed, God always has a witness. So there was called um, Obadiah, who was the governor in the house of King Ahab. He, he hid a hundred of those prophets and kept them alive from Jezebel's reach. So he was a good guy, and he comes up a little later. Excuse me. So we have King Ahab getting the message from Elijah, the prophet. And God tells Elijah, get your heels to clicking. So Elijah headed to the east. It says that he actually was sent by God to a brook called Kareth, if I'm pronouncing it right. And that brook was near the entrance of the Jordan River. Our God is so good. He told, a, he told Elijah, he said, go down to the brook, Kareth Brook. I'm going to have ravens, scavenger birds, feed you, and you'll get your water from the brook. So Elijah did that, went down to the brook, but after this, some time goes by, some years go by, the brook dries up. There's no rain, there's no dew, the river can't keep flowing, the river dries up. God loves us so much. He always has a plan. The scripture says that he has plans for us. Not to harm us, but to give us that hope and bring us to that future. The place where he has set and ordained for us. So the brook dries up, but God tells Elijah, don't worry about it. I need you to go to a place. It's a, a little village. Um, called Zarephath. We talked about this a little bit on the women's uh, Zoom yesterday, where he commanded, he said, I've commanded a widow woman to feed you, to sustain you. So Elijah goes to Zarephath. He sees the widow woman. She's out there gathering sticks. She's going to make a fire. She's going to make the last meal because she just has a little meal and a little oil. And she's going to make 
dinner for her and her son, and they'll just die. That'll be the last that they have. God cares. Elijah calls out to the widow woman, and he says, would you bring me some water? And she says, okay, I'll go get the water. And he says, while you're at it, bring me a piece of bread. And she said, sir, I tell you the truth. I don't have any bread in my house. And all I got is a little meal and a little oil. And I was going to prepare dinner for my, my son and I, because I'm a widow woman. We're going to eat that, and that's going to be it for us. We're just going to die out. mighty God we serve. Elijah said, do as you plan to do, but make a little cake for me first. I imagine kind of like maybe a pancake. Make it for me first and then make the rest for you and your son and don't worry about nothing. Ooh. She did that and God sustained her. God said, the meal and the oil is not going to run out. Now, you ladies and, and gentlemen, too, when you do hair, can't, can't you imagine you have your canister? Like, I need to buy flour at my house now, so there's a little bit in there. And then you got this other little cruise of oil, just a little bit. But because of who God is, and because little becomes much when you place it, in the master's hand, that oil and that flour did not run out. That meal did not run out until after the rain came back and grew crops. Because, you know, crops don't grow overnight. Grew the crops where she would be able to go and get what she needed to be able to have meals from then on. God is amazing. He is amazing. And so this took place. And then God told uh, Elijah, you know what? I'm, I'm really upset about this Baal worshiping that's going on. And I need you to challenge the Baal worshipers. So uh, Elijah set it up. They each had their own altars. Say, don't light any fire because the God who answers by fire, that's the true and living God. And um, got out there, and uh, the Baal worshipers, they, they little prophets, they, they doing that cutting stuff. So if any of you know of family or friends that are into cutting themselves, read this passage of Scripture. That's a form of worship, idolatrous worship. And they were calling on their God, who cannot hear, their God who cannot see, their God who they have made up to be whom they think will be something they could worship. And, 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 and their God could not answer. He could not light the fire. If they had gave him matches, it wouldn't have worked. Couldn't. But our God showed up for Elijah. He even... Elijah even showed out, had them just water down the, 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 uh, the sacrifice, just water it all down, just to show just how great 
and awesome our God is. Let me, let me condense this one. So that's the background of what was transpiring. So when um, uh, Elijah, when God ran, won hands down, <laughs> won the contest, Elijah took out the prophets of Baal and had them killed. That made Jezebel, King Ahab's wife, so angry. And this is where we start. 1 Kings 19 and 1. Thank you for bearing with me. When Ahab got home, he told Jezebel everything Elijah had done, including the way he had killed all the prophets of Baal. So Jezebel sent this message to Elijah. May the gods strike me and even kill me if by this time tomorrow I have not killed you just as you killed them. Verse 3, Elijah was afraid and fled for his life. He went to Beersheba, a town in Judah, and he left his servant there. Then he went on alone into the wilderness, traveling all day. He sat down under a solitary broom tree and prayed that he might die. I have had enough, Lord, he said. Take my life, for I'm no better than my ancestors who have already died. A little depression set in, you know. You, as you're traveling along, you see wanted posters with your name on them. And it don't say dead or alive, it says dead. Because Jezebel just wanted him dead. So he, was, he had a little moment there. I mean, we have our moments. Sometimes things overwhelm us. And we, 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 we look and we're trying to see, God, well, what you going to do about this? And we say, you know what? Heaven is better. I know heaven is greater. So you can just take me on out of here and, and, and leave all this mess to them behind. God has a plan. Verse 5, then he lay down and slept under the broom tree. But as he was sleeping, an angel touched him and told him, get up and eat. He looked around, and there beside his head was some bread baked on hot stones and a jar of water. What a mighty God we serve. My God. My God. He's awesome. And so he ate and drank and lay down. You know an angel prepared that. So he ate and drank and lay down again. Verse 7 says, Then the angel of the Lord came again and touched him and said, Get up and eat some more. Or the journey ahead will be too much for you. Now here's where I kind of deviate a little bit. Let me read verse 9, then I'll stop. Verse 8 and verse 9. So he got up and ate and drank. And the food gave him enough strength to travel 40 days and 40 nights to Mount Sinai, the mountain of God. There he came to a cave where he spent the night. I don't know what was in that food. But it gave him the ability to travel 40 days and 40 nights. Which reminds me of the children of Israel. When they were coming out of Egypt, out of bondage. And God sent manna from heaven. They didn't know, they didn't know what it was. They didn't know what to call it. They just said, well, we'll call it manna. I don't know what was in it. But it was enough to sustain them. It was their greed that had them desiring meat and then starting to talk about what they had back up in Egypt. Back in Egypt, you had slavery. You had a hard taskmaster. You going to tell me freedom is not worth what you're going through now? So I thought about that. 
get up, eat some more, for the journey ahead is great. How does that apply to us today as believers? We need to get up every day and eat some more word. Because the journey ahead is great. We don't even know what the journey ahead is. We, he, so God, God is so good. He, he doesn't give us the eyes, the, the lens to be able to look into our future. Because I think that would kill some of us off. You couldn't have told me that on June, what was it, June 6th, June 7th, that I would be sitting in the ER with my baby who was dying. So see, we don't need to look ahead. <laughs> we just need to look up. Yeah. Let's, let's look at something here. Um, Matthew 4, 1 through 11. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted there by the devil. For 40 days, I don't know what it is with 40. But for 40 days and 40 nights, he fasted and became very hungry. During that time, the devil came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become loaves of bread. Verse 4, Jesus said. But Jesus told him, No. The scriptures say, People do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Do you see why we need to get up? eat some more, some more word, because we don't live by bread alone. We live, we live by the living bread of life, Jesus Christ. I am so glad that the spoken word of God, God's only begotten son, wrapped himself up in flesh and came down here, showed us signs and wonders, miracles, and great things, and then told us, all you need to do is believe, receive me, walk with me, talk with me on a daily basis. He says, pick up your cross every day and follow me. So we need to get up, eat some more word, because the journey ahead is great. There have been battles historically documented. Even in our Bibles, the battles where we could see where things, if, if they hadn't have done thus and so, they wouldn't have been able to conquer. They wouldn't have been able to have the victory. We want the victory. We don't want to go from defeat to defeat. We want to go from victory to victory. Each victory will help us the next victory to win. But how do we win? We have to get up, eat some more word, because the journey ahead is great. Praise God. The devil didn't stop there. Verse 5, then the devil took him to the holy city, Jerusalem, to the highest point of the temple and said, if you are the son of God, jump off. For the scriptures say, he will order his angels to protect you, and they will hold you up with their hands so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. Jesus responded, the scriptures also say, you must not test the Lord your God. He didn't stop there. Next, the devil took him to a peak 
to the peak of a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. I will give it all to you, he said, talking to the creator of it. I will give it all to you if you kneel down and worship me. Get out of here, Satan, Jesus told him. For the scriptures say, you must worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Then the devil went away, and the angels came and took care of Jesus. They ministered to him. So there's passages of scripture that we need to pull on, and we won't know what to pull, pull on until we read it when things happen in our lives because stuff happens. Life can get real, real crazy. So look at Psalm 16, 16 and 11. It says, you will show me the way of life, granting me the joy of your presence and the pleasures of living with you forevermore. And if you meditate, if you think about God's word and allow it to just penetrate your heart, your mind, your soul, you'll say to yourself, granting me the joy of your in your presence is fullness of joy. And I believe King James says, and at your right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. So I find living pleasurable as I'm in your presence. And how do I do that? I get up, eat some more word, because the journey ahead is, is difficult. So his word will take us through another passage of scripture in Psalms. Psalms 27 and 4, the one thing I ask of the Lord, the thing I seek most is to live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, delighting in the Lord's perfections and meditating in his temple find all that you need. You'll find that peace that far surpasses any understanding as we find ourselves, as we go into the presence of the Lord. Another passage of scripture, John 15 and 7. I'm just about done. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask for anything you want and it will be granted. Don't forget to get the one adds out. See, if, you, if you're looking for a job and you're saying, you use that scripture, he says, well, John said, if I remain in the Lord and his word abides and remains in me, I can ask for what I want. So I want a job. Okay, I want a job. Pray, get in his presence, meditate, and, then, and, and pray, and then pull out of the word what uh, scriptures that will help us for that particular day, and then get the one ads out and look for a job or go on Indeed or one of those uh, media searches for, for employment. If, you, if you're ill, if you become ill, Psalms 103 is one particular passage of scripture in the third verse. He forgives all my sins and heals all my diseases. So I just need to get up, eat some more word, let that word become alive in me because the word is alive. But for it to live in me and be alive in me, I have to accept him. I have to receive it. And then if you're ill, then seek medical attention. 
but you go to God. God is our source. I believe Brother David's testimony that he shared a few weeks back said he remembered hearing his wife calling out to Jesus. You know, uh, when my little girl, well, my oldest daughter, uh, Angela, she had gotten sick. Um, she was 14 months old, and I really should not have taken her out that day. My mom wanted to go to this new store, and I really should not have taken her out because she had had some symptoms of an illness. But I took her out, and when I came back and set her on the sofa, and then I went in the kitchen to start preparing dinner. Um, she sat there and her eyes rolled into the back of her head. My husband, he called out. I come, to, I rushed over to Angela and I'm starting to call the name Jesus. He's trying to, it wasn't 911 in those days, uh, operator, <laughs> trying to get, you know, an ambulance. And he couldn't. And I, and I told him, I said, let's pray. And we prayed and her eyes came back into the fixed position and, um, then he was able to go and dial zero, get the operator, the ambulance came and all that. Um, nevertheless, um, needless to say, she recovered. They did a spinal tap. There was no issue there, and, and uh, they had found that she had had an infection in her body. And uh, later, uh, that was worked on and cured. So thanks be unto God. But my, 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 my first line, my first thing to do is to call on my helper. Jesus Christ, he helps. And then you do the necessary steps. He'll calm you down and get you going. I, I know my sister-in-law, Joy, said uh, she panics. when her Whenever any situation comes up, it, her, her first line of defense, I, mean, I know she trusts the Lord, but she just panics, and she can fall out panicking. But 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 the Lord is, has blessed me to, to be able to call on him and to be stable and be able to think what next, or he gives me what's next to do. So when things are out of sorts, you can look at Colossians 4 and 2. He says, devote yourselves to prayer with an alert mind and a thankful heart. God is our first line of defense and offense. He really is. So I leave you with Psalms 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. And somebody say, well, wait a minute. How can you say you have all your need, all that you need when I know you have needs? I have Jesus. He provides. He is Jehovah Java, excuse me, Jehovah Jireh, the God who provides. Did I get that right? Jehovah Jireh, the God who provides. So I have all that I need. Because whatever I need, and he knows what my needs are before they even become a need, he will provide. There's a lesson in things. Because life is a lesson. It's a journey. It's a lesson. Verse 2 says, he lets me rest in green meadows. How many are able to go home, lay down, and sleep? If that's not a green meadow, I don't know what is. Because there are people that are so perplexed with life and things that are going on, they can't rest. And their mind is constantly turning. They cannot rest. But because he's my shepherd, he lets
lets me lay down and dream naps. And he leads me beside the peace, peaceful spring. You know, that's, 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 that's some good fishing there, Brother Ben, those peaceful springs. He renews my strength. Because sometimes we just are depleted Christians. Don't even feel, up, feel like getting up out of bed. Your, your strength is just gone. But he restores. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. I bless, I bless his name because he leads me in the right way to go. You don't want somebody steering you wrong. Um, we, there was a, uh, several situations uh, back in the 70s uh, were certain parts of town you could not go because they had changed the streets now, you know, and um, we had that situation in St. Louis. Uh, they saw that there was a, uh, a license plate that was out of state, and they gave them the wrong direction to send them where they wanted to take advantage of the, the occupants of the vehicle. But God, he leads us in the right path, and it gives honor to his name. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid, for you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. When Camille was so sick and she was letting everybody know she didn't like being sick, I'll throw myself in there. Much like I was letting everybody know I didn't like when our house, when we were away from our home, when our house had flooded those six months. Thank you. So I was letting folks know and that I was very much out of sorts. But what God does is even when we're walking through the darkest valley, he comforts us. His rod and staff. His rod and his staff protect and comfort me. You, so you got protection. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessing. Surely goodness, surely goodness, your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life, and I will live in the house of the Lord forever. That's our desire. And how do we get there? We have to get up, eat some more word, because the journey ahead.
I will deliver you. I will raise you up. See, the enemy wants us to give up. He wants us to, to throw in the towel. He wants us to do a about face and go the other way. But Jesus came that we might have life and that we may have it more abundantly. We praise God. I mean, the angel prepared for uh, Elijah a meal, a breakfast that took him for 40 days and 40 nights. Man, he didn't need no jack-in-the-box of Chick-fil-A. He didn't need none of that. All he needed was the word of God. All we need today is the word of God. If, if you say, oh, no, Jesus, you need the word of God. If you're going through and the, and the, and the baby needs shoes and the rent is due, whatever it may be, we need the Lord in every situation of our life because each one of us have a different situation. Each one of us, is, are, we're going through our own specific challenges. And, and no one here will say that your challenge is not real, that it does not hurt, uh, that, it, that we get weary sometimes. But, but she told us that we get up and eat and be prepared for the battles to come, eating the word of God. Thank you, Lord. So if you're in need today, today, we're just going to agree together in prayer that God will, will feed you that, that morning manna that will carry you through not just 40 days, but every day for the rest of your life. Saints, I'm telling you, we're living in some perilous times. We are living in times we've never seen before. Jesus is soon to come back. So there's a word for those who don't know the Lord if you want to be blessed, if you want to have your needs met, if you want to know that you're going to heaven when you leave here, then all you have to do is eat this word, eat the bread of life, and you will know that you have eternal life. You can come to Christ today, and your life will never be the same again. He will forgive you of your sins. He'll write your name down in the Lamb's book of life, and he will give you peace like you've never had before. Is there a witness in the house? Won't he do it? Won't he do it? But then also for us who are sitting here in heavenly places, in the sanctuary, in our homes, on Zoom land, wherever it may be, we have issues. We have situations. We have things that we don't know how it's going to turn out. God is saying, get on up and eat some more. Eat some more. Amen. Put a little, 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 little jelly and jam of the Holy Spirit, you know, in that sandwich. I mean, that sandwich. <laughs> And, and, and gain strength to go forth. There's no magic pills. There's no magic mantras. There's no magic words that's going to make everything all right. We're going to go through some things. But when we can go through with the Savior, when we can go through knowing that our God is going to bring us through, that we can trust him. If he did it before, he'll do it again. So to you that's struggling right now and having a really hard time, it ain't over. God's not through with you. He's not through blessing you. The devil is alive. But God be glorified in the name of Jesus. So we bless the Lord today. Hallelujah. Let's give the Lord another hand. Praise him. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. So I just want to pray for us today, and this, this will be our benediction. We thank God for the word of God. We thank God for what he's doing. We thank God for who he is. And, and I'm excited. I'm excited about the Lord. Um, you know, uh, I know that we have challenges in our life, and, and we all need prayer. So, you, you know, I, I covet your prayers. I'm never going to be that secret sick person. You know, don't tell nobody. The 
pastor sick. No, tell everybody, I want the saints to be praying for me. Because I know prayer changes things. Oh, 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 don't let the don't let it know that the pastor's struggling. No, no. Look, let the people know the pastor's struggling. He needs prayer. Because prayer changes that you pray for me, I'll pray for you, you pray and I'll pray too. God answers prayer. That's the God we serve. We, we, are, we are the soldiers in the army of the Lord. We are more than conquerors. We are victorious through Christ Jesus. We need to understand who we are today. And if you're going through and you feel like you can't make it no more, get on up, dust yourself off, and go a little bit further. God is going to help you get up, and he's going to walk with you. He's going to talk with you. He's going to hold you in his arms. You know, I, I've seen uh, Sister Sapati, she's been so sick, and in the hospital the other day she had a hard time, but God is so good, the next day she didn't even know what happened. She the, the pain and all of the, she didn't even know what had happened. I said, look at God. God took that baby and just held her real close. Thank you, God. He whispered in the ear, let her know, baby, I'm right here for you. And you know what? I might be 69, but I'm a baby. <laughs> I belong to the Lord Jesus. He's my daddy. And I can tell him all about our troubles. Would you just stand with me? Let's just pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this time of fellowship today. We thank you for your word. Thank you for the woman servant of God who brought your word to us on today. Thank you for empowering her to share your word, God, through, through a, a, almost a week of not feeling 100%. You've blessed her, God. And we ask you to continue to pour out of your spirit of honor. Meet every need according to your, your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. So, Father, we pray today. We pray for those who may be dialed in and listening to this service today and they haven't made that commitment to you, Jesus. They're, they're, they're on that fence. They're, they're, they're struggling with, is this real? Or, 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 or what, which way to turn? I've heard so much. And, but God, I pray now that you would speak to the person that may be dialed in today who don't know you. That you would hold them real close to you and give them that blessed assurance, that, that, that understanding, that, that knowledge of who you are. Because, God, you can go past all of the noise, and you can go right to the heart. You can go right to the core of a person's being, and you can feel that void, that vacancy in their life that nothing else will do. So, Father, I pray for the person today that, that don't know you, that by the time the benediction is said, that person will ask you, Lord Jesus, to come into their heart and to forgive them of their sin and to write their names down in the Lamb's Book of Life and to lead and guide them for the rest of their day. God, we thank you. God, you did it for me. You saved me out of a world of sin and shame. God, I thank you. Thank you and we praise you, Lord. So I pray for the saints of God today, everyone that's under the sound of my voice, everyone that's going through today, where tomorrow is uncertain, the pressures of life is weighing down upon them. Some have been praying for a long time. But you said, don't get weary in well-doing. For in due season we'll reap if we faint not. God, encourage someone's heart today. Strengthen someone today, Lord. Give someone to look up and live and to, to go further down the road and to see and to be still and to see the salvation of the Lord. Father, I pray for those who are sick and afflicted in their bodies that you would send your word of healing on today. 
God, I pray for those who are in the valley of decision and not knowing which way to turn, that you, you said call upon you and you will answer and show us great and mighty things that we don't know. God, we pray for those today that are struggling with forgiveness issues. They, it's hard to let go of things that have hurt them so bad. But God, I pray today that you would touch their hearts and their minds and give them to release, give it all to you. Eat that morning manna that will carry them through these uncertain times. So Father, we just thank you and we praise you, Lord. All of those that are on our prayer list, those who are incarcerated today, those who are homeless and on the streets. Oh God, in the name of Jesus, Sapati, Lord, bless our baby today. God, she's everybody's baby. We love her so much. And we pray, God, that you would touch her body in a very special way. Thank you for healing Camille, God. Thank you, Lord. You're a mighty God. You're an awesome God. Didn't know if she was going to make it, but God, you said live on and declare the glory of God. Father, we thank you today. So, Father, we pray for Pastor Jones as we close out this service that the loss of his brother on yesterday and affliction in his back, we pray, God, that you would continue to bless him, strengthen him, encourage him as he continues to eat of your word so he can eat and digest it and share it with your people. God, we say thank you. So, Father, we bless your name on today. We ask that you would bless the offering box on the wall, the tithes and offering where the saints are, are just blessing you, blessing the work of God, blessing the blessing the house of the Lord, blessing you, Father. We thank you in the name of Jesus that you restore 36 and 100 fold in the mighty name of Jesus, God. And I pray for that mother that's been praying for a long time for that wayward child, child and a heart is heavy. God, I pray now that you would fix that situation, that you are a God who, who mend broken things. You put broken things back together. God, let us see the glory in the name of Jesus. So, Father, we bless you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, and all the saints of God together, let us say amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Give somebody a big high five or a fist bump or elbow bump. Amen. God bless you. Saints out there in, in Zoom land, may the Lord God bless you as our prayer. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on off of mute and just give God some praise. Hallelujah. Thank you. Amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you, all three P saints. Praise the Lord. God bless you, Pastor. God bless you. Love you. Love Amen. you too. Amen.